This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The Federal Reserve in the U.S. is trying to stomp down inflation by raising interest rates. But the Wall Street Journal reports that's also hurting the manufacturing sector. Orders and exports for manufactured goods are down, and car sales could be next on the list. Higher interest rates make it harder for people with lower credit scores to get a car loan, and it raises the cost of those loans and lease rates too. So just as the auto industry is starting to emerge from the chip shortage and put COVID lockdowns behind it, it's getting hit with another crisis. In fact, we're hearing a new word come into the automotive vocabulary, permacrisis. It just seems like this industry is in a permanent crisis mode. The Volkswagen Group reported its earnings for last year, and like every other automaker, it's benefiting from raising prices and selling more high-priced vehicles. But it also seemed to struggle to deliver cars to customers. The group, including VW, Audi, Seat, Skoda, Porsche, and Lamborghini, built 8.7 million vehicles last year. It sold 8.4 million, but it only delivered 8.2 million. Financially, that didn't hurt the company, since automakers count a vehicle as sold as soon as it rolls off the assembly line, and that extra production sure showed up in the financial results. VW brought in 279 billion euros in revenue, up 12%. It posted an operating profit of 22 billion euros, up 13%, and a net profit of nearly 16 billion, up 2.6%. And last year, the group sold 572,000 BEVs, up 26% from the year before. We've got some interesting stats on the Chinese car market. There's so much excess manufacturing capacity in China that it's ramping up exports to sell those excess cars in other countries. Last year, China surpassed South Korea in car exports. It will surpass Germany this year and will likely surpass number one Japan at some point in the future. Last year, 80% of the EVs sold in China were Chinese brands. Tesla accounted for another 15%, which means All the other foreign brands are fighting for only 5% of the EV market in China. China is also exporting EVs and has one clear advantage, delivery times. In Europe, automakers typically take six months to two years to deliver EVs to customers. But BYD does it in just a matter of days. And the Wall Street Journal reports that in Australia, One customer was told he had to wait eight months for a Tesla Model 3, so he bought a BYD Addo 3 instead, got it faster, and paid $23,000 less than what the Tesla cost. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. GM might be spending a bunch of money on a new V8 engine for trucks and SUVs, but it's giving up on another engine program. 
GM Authority reports that the automaker canceled a new twin-turbo inline six-cylinder engine it was working on. That unit was rumored to be derived from GM's 2.7-liter Turbo 4, but with two more cylinders, it would have made around 500 horsepower and found its way into full-size trucks and SUVs. It doesn't give a reason for the engine axing, but it was part of a program that wanted to optimize engine development and production through economies of scale. Maybe it felt like it wasn't going to get that scale, or it could have been investment needed for other programs. So GM will use that new V8 and probably refine other engines to power its future full-size trucks and SUVs. Honda is reportedly going to create a new subsidiary next month that will oversee the development of all its EVs and batteries. But it thinks ICEs and eventually fuel cells will continue to share the market with battery electrics. And it just started operating its first stationary fuel cell power unit at its corporate campus in California. Each cube holds four fuel cell units which for the test come from previously leased Clarity fuel cell vehicles, and each cube generates nearly 290 kilowatts of power. Honda is using two cubes for the test, but also says they can be arranged in L, Z-shaped, or other configurations. Future units will use the next-gen system it developed with GM, which will also power a CRV in 2024 and they'll be applied to other manufacturing facilities and data centers to offset costs during peak power demand, as well as act as backup power generators. Tesla has changed a lot of things in the auto industry, and the next one on the list could be the voltage used in cars. In the first half of the 20th century, cars ran on six-volt systems. But as more electronic accessories were added, cars in the U.S. started switching to 12 volts in the mid-1950s, and engineers dreamed of going to 48 volts for decades, but they never could do it because OEMs and their suppliers had invested so much in 12-volt components. But starting with the Cybertruck, Tesla is going to 48 volts. Here's what engineers Pete Bannon and David Lau had to say at Tesla's Investor Day last week. One of the changes that we're looking to make right now is to change something that's been steady for the last 60 years, 12 volts. Um, 12 volts has been, uh, as I said, for 60 years. The demand for power in the car has been steadily increasing to the point where we now have to have pretty large wires to drive over 200 amps of current around the car, which increases the mast and cost. With Cybertruck and all future Tesla platforms, we will be moving to 48 volts. This reduces the current needed by a factor of four. And since power loss in the harness is resistance times the square of the current, a 4x reduction in current leads to a 16x reduction in lost power while distributing energy in the car. Uh, that allows for smaller wires, smaller e-fuses, and smaller controllers. It also allows us to make those heat sinks smaller, or in many cases, remove it completely, all benefiting the car in terms of mass and weight. 48 volts is the future for low-voltage design at Tesla and likely the rest of the industry in due course. We welcome and encourage other OEMs and the entire supplier network to join us on this evolution. And so the Cybertruck could mark the beginning of the end of 12-volt electronic architectures.
We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Elon Musk said one of the big things holding customers back from buying a Tesla is being able to pay for one. And so once again, Tesla is cutting prices in the U.S. This time, it's the Model S and X. The base version of the Model S is now just under $90,000, and the Plaid version is just under $110,000. That's a $5,000 price cut for both. And the Model X's base price has been slashed by 9% and now costs just under $100,000, while the Plaid version is $110,000, an 8% drop. Tesla has cut prices on all of its models since the beginning of the year, probably in order to boost demand, and it's working. The cuts have helped increase sales. Scout Motors, Volkswagen's new off-road EV brand, is ready to spend big to get back into the market. It's going to build a brand new $2 billion assembly plant near Columbia, South Carolina. Construction will start in the middle of the year, and production is expected to kick off by the end of 2026, with an annual production capacity of 200,000 vehicles. And it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Tesla is going to start building an assembly plant in Mexico, and so the race could be on to see who can be the first to start rolling cars off the line. Mercedes is making it as easy to pay for gas as it is to open your phone. Customers in Germany are now able to make in-car payments with their fingerprint. Owners of the S-Class, EQS, EQE, GLC, and C-Class can now buy digital services as well as upgrade in-car convenience and technology features with fingerprint authentication. Later this year, that will include paying for gas, and the service will expand to other European markets as well. And it's easy to see why Mercedes is making in-car payments so easy. In its own press release, it cites a study that says these services are expected to generate a transaction volume of $4.7 billion by 2026. And over the next five years, 48% of all in-car transactions will be people paying for gas. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.